Section 5 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 5. 9. April 17, 1912, at Hotel Ansonia, Broadway and 73rd Street, New York. Notes by Howard McNutt. During my visit to London and Paris last year, I had many talks with the materialistic philosophers of Europe. The basis of all their conclusions is that the acquisition of knowledge of phenomena is according to a fixed invariable law, a law mathematically exact in its operation through the senses. For instance, the eye sees a chair, therefore there is no doubt of the chair's existence. The eye looks up into the heavens and beholds the sun. I see flowers upon this table, I smell their fragrance, I hear sounds outside, etc., etc. This, they say, is a fixed mathematical law of perception and deduction, the operation of which admits of no doubt whatever. For inasmuch as the universe is subject to our sensing, the proof is self-evident that our knowledge of it must be gained through the avenues of the senses. That is to say, the materialists announce that the criterion and standard of human knowledge is sense-perception. Among the Greeks and Romans the criterion of knowledge was reason, that whatever is provable and acceptable by reason must necessarily be admitted as true. A third standard or criterion is the opinion held by theologians that traditions or prophetic statement and interpretations constitute the basis of human knowing. There is still another, a fourth criterion, upheld by religionists and metaphysicians who say that the source and channel of all human penetration into the unknown is through inspiration. Briefly, then, these four criterions, according to the declarations of men, are first, sense perception, second, reason, third, traditions, fourth, inspiration. In Europe, I told the philosophers and scientists of materialism that the criterion of the senses is not reliable. For instance, consider a mirror and the images reflected in it. These images have no actual corporeal existence. Yet if you had never seen a mirror, you would firmly insist and believe that they were real. The eye sees a mirage upon the desert as a lake of water, but there is no reality in it. As we stand upon the deck of a steamer, the shore appears to be moving, yet we know the land is stationary and we are moving. 
the earth was believed to be fixed and the sun revolving about it but although this appears to be so the reverse is now known to be true a whirling torch makes a circle of fire appear before the eye yet we realize there is but one point of light we behold a shadow moving upon the ground but it has no material existence no substance in deserts the atmospheric effects are particularly productive of illusions which deceive the eye once i saw a mirage in which a whole caravan appeared travelling upward into the sky in the far north other deceptive phenomena appear and baffle human vision sometimes three or four suns called by scientists mock suns will be shining at the same time whereas we know the great solar orb is one and that it remains fixed and single in brief the senses are continually deceived and we are unable to separate that which is reality from that which is not as to the second criterion reason this likewise is unreliable and not to be depended upon this human world is an ocean of varying opinions if reason is the perfect standard and criterion of knowledge why are opinions at variance and why do philosophers disagree so completely with each other this is a clear proof that human reason is not to be relied upon as an infallible criterion for instance great discoveries and announcements of former centuries are continually upset and discarded by the wise men of today mathematicians astronomers chemical scientists continually disprove and reject the conclusions of the ancients nothing is fixed nothing final everything continually changing because human reason is progressing along new roads of investigation and arriving at new conclusions every day in the future much that is announced and accepted as true now will be rejected and disproved and so it will continue ad infinitum when we consider the third criterion traditions upheld by theologians as the avenue and standard of knowledge we find this source equally unreliable and unworthy of dependence for religious traditions are the report and record of understanding and interpretation of the book by what means has this understanding this interpretation been reached by the analysis of human reason when we read the book of god the faculty of comprehension by which we form conclusions is reason reason is mind if we are not endowed with perfect reason how can we comprehend the meanings of the word of god therefore human reason as already pointed out is by its very nature finite and faulty in conclusions it cannot surround the reality itself the infinite word 
inasmuch as the source of traditions and interpretations is human reason and human reason is faulty how can we depend upon its findings for real knowledge the fourth criterion i have named is inspiration through which it is claimed the reality of knowledge is attainable what is inspiration it is the influx of the human heart but what are satanic promptings which afflict mankind they are the influx of the heart also how shall we differentiate between them the question arises how shall we know whether we are following inspiration from god or satanic promptings of the human soul briefly the point is that in the human material world of phenomena these four are the only existing criterions or avenues of knowledge and all of them are faulty and unreliable what then remains how shall we attain the reality of knowledge by the breaths and promptings of the holy spirit which is light and knowledge itself through it the human mind is quickened and fortified into true conclusions and perfect knowledge this is conclusive argument showing that all available human criterions are erroneous and defective but the divine standard of knowledge is infallible therefore man is not justified in saying i know because i perceive through my senses or i know because it is proved through my faculty of reason or i know because it is according to tradition and interpretation of the holy book or i know because i am inspired all human standard of judgment is faulty finite ten april seventeenth nineteen twelve at seven eighty west end avenue new york home of mr and mrs edward b kinney notes by john g grundy in the holy books it is recorded that when the sun of truth dawns it will appear in the east and its light will be reflected in the west already its dawning has taken place in the east and its signs are appearing in the west its illumination shall spread rapidly and widely in the occident the sun of truth has risen in persia and its effulgence is now manifest here in america this is the greatest proof of its appearance in the horizon of the world as recorded in the heavenly books praise be to god that which is prophesied in the holy books has been fulfilled on sunday last at carnegie hall the revered soul who introduced abdul baha gave voice to the statement that according to tradition demons would appear from the land of the sun rising but now we find angels appearing instead at the time this statement was made a reply was not possible but today we will speak of it the great spiritual lights have always appeared in the east the blessed perfection baha'u'llah appeared in the east 
his holiness jesus christ dawned upon the horizon of the east moses aaron joseph and all the israelitish prophets such as jeremiah ezekiel isaiah and others appeared from the orient the lights of mohammed and the bab shone from the east the eastern horizon has been flooded with the effulgence of these great lights and only from the east have they risen to shine upon the west now praise be to god you are living in the dawn of a cycle when the sun of truth is again shining forth from the east illumining all regions the world has become a new world the darkness of night which has enveloped humanity is passing a new day has dawned divine susceptibilities and heavenly capacities are developing in human souls under the training of the sun of truth the capacities of souls are different their conditions are various for example certain minerals come from the stony regions of the earth all are minerals all are produced by the same sun but one remains a stone while another develops the capacity of a glittering gem or jewel from one plot of land tulips and hyacinths grow from another thorns and thistles each plot receives the bounty of the sunshine but the capacity to receive it is not the same therefore it is requisite that we must develop capacity and divine susceptibility in order that the merciful bounty of the sun of truth intended for this age and time in which we are living may reflect from us as light from pure crystals the bounties of the blessed perfection are infinite we must endeavor to increase our capacity daily to strengthen and enlarge our capabilities for receiving them become as perfect mirrors the more polished and clean the mirror the more effulgent is its reflection of the lights of the sun of truth be like a well-cultivated garden wherein the roses and variegated flowers of heaven are growing in fragrance and beauty it is my hope that your hearts may become as ready ground carefully tilled and prepared upon which the divine showers of the bounties of the blessed perfection may descend and the zephyrs of this divine springtime may blow with quickening breath then will the garden of your hearts bring forth its flowers of delightful fragrance to refresh the nostril of the heavenly gardener let your hearts reflect the glories of the sun of truth in their many colors to gladden the eye of the divine cultivator who has nourished them day by day become more closely attracted in order that the love of god may illumine all those with whom you come in contact be as one spirit one soul leaves of one tree flowers of one garden waves of one ocean as difference in degree of capacity exists among human souls as difference in capability is found therefore individualities will differ one from another 
but in reality this is a reason for unity and not for discord and enmity if the flowers of a garden were all of one color the effect would be monotonous to the eye but if the colors are variegated it is most pleasing and wonderful the difference in adornment of color and capacity of reflection among the flowers gives the garden its beauty and charm therefore although we are of different individualities different in ideas and of various fragrances let us strive like flowers of the same divine garden to live together in harmony even though each soul has its own individual perfume and color all are reflecting the same light all contributing fragrance to the same breeze which blows through the garden all continuing to grow in complete harmony and accord become as waves of one sea trees of one forest growing in the utmost love agreement and unity if you attain to such a capacity of love and unity the blessed perfection will shower infinite graces of the spiritual kingdom upon you guide protect and preserve you under the shadow of his word increase your happiness in this world and uphold you through all difficulties therefore it is my hope that day by day you will become more and more effulgent in the horizon of heaven advance nearer and nearer toward the kingdom of el abba attain greater and greater bounties of the blessed perfection i am joyful for i perceive the evidences of great love among you i go to chicago and when i return i hope that love will have become infinite then will it be an eternal joy to me and the friends in the orient End of section 5